Hello, world. I'm Greg Batten. Stand by for news and stuff. Well, I'm going to turn the focus on hurts and heartaches. Next couple of programs in our devotion at the end of Hello, World. You know, since I was 12 years of age, I've got excited about Christmas, putting up lights, won the lighting contest in Roanoke, Indiana at age 12, been on the front page of the paper here in Fort Wayne, Indiana with thousands and thousands of lights up. And, you know, last year, my son helped me do all of this. And this year, have noticed we don't even have a tree up. Not sure we're going to put one up for Christmas. It's amazing how an attitude can change as a man think of the news story. Certain things happen in your life and do a 180 oftentimes, don't we? Just something to think about and to think about those that aren't all excited this Christmas season. There are many out there. Look at our Facebook page. My niece put a special message on there you might want to read today. What in the world is going on? In Democratic-run cities throughout America, I've said this for years and years and years. Look at any of them, how they rule. Usually it's the major market cities I'm talking about. They just mess it up all the time. Democratic mayors are raising their eyebrows with their responses to the rising crime plaguing New York, plaguing Chicago and Philadelphia. The U.S. murder rate up, 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 and away. Chicago. Is it really my kind of town? I don't think so. Where are they coming from? Yeah, Chicago, Illinois, topping the list. At least 12 major cities, including New York, have already set historical murder rate records in 2021. Robberies and assaults are also on the rise, and retailers in major cities across the country are reporting an uptick in organized smash and grab crimes, especially during this very busy holiday shopping season. And Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot faced criticism last week after she responded to the recent flood of robberies in her city by blaming the retailers. It's their fault for not better protecting their stuff. What a moron. We also got to push retailers, she said during the December 6th event. I'm disappointed, very disappointed that they are not doing more to take safety and make it a priority. My, oh my, this story we could talk about for hours, and but it's just stupid for the most part. What do you think those mayors are doing wrong in those major cities? Hmm. It seems to be affecting everyone. It's stronger, a more dangerous version of methamphetamine and fentanyl, helping to drive America's homeless crisis, among other things, with users quickly slipping into debilitating addiction and mental illness that makes it impossible for them to function at all in society. These two drugs come in such enormous quantities and have such staggering potency that they do the job far more masterfully than drugs have done in the past, says author Sam Kienis, who detailed the opioid crisis in books such as Dreamland and The Least of Us. He said that in an interview with The Intelligent last week. So you have methamphetamine that is driving people to homelessness and becoming incoherent and irrational and delusional and paranoid. Isn't that something? Those comments come as America's homeless population has seen a resurgence in recent years. According to a 2022 analysis by the National Alliance to End Homelessness, 
The country's population of homeless people fell from a high of over 647,000 in 2007 to nearly 550,000 in 2016. Now there's a resurgence, rising again to over 580,000 people. Fentanyl, methamphetamine, more powerful, more deadly than ever. I think we talked about this a couple of months ago, how everyone, certainly Christians, conservatives, disgusted with reckless spending in Washington, the historic inflation being forced upon American families, and the word was conservatives, Republicans going to unite in opposing another spending bill and demand that we pass a continuing resolution that simply maintains current federal spending levels and not one penny more. So where are we with the government funding deadline just days away and the start of a new Republican majority in the House coming in mere weeks? They're going to again demand fiscal responsibility and urge everyone else to stand strong in opposing that Pelosi-Schumer spending bill, which is absolutely insane. So he said yesterday, I don't think I will be arrested. That was just hours before he was arrested. The Securities and Exchange Commission announced they brought charges against Samuel Bankman-Fried for allegedly violating the Securities Act and the Securities Exchange Act. The complaint filed today accuses Bankman-Fried of carrying out a scheme to defraud equity investors in the FTX Trading Limited, his cryptocurrency trading platform. The court filing describes the alleged operation as a massive years-long fraud. We allege that Bankman-Fried built a house of cards on a foundation of deception while telling investors that it was one of the safest buildings in crypto. The alleged fraud committed by Mr. Bankman-Fried is a clarion call to crypto platforms that they need to come into compliance with the laws of the land. Boy, at one time, $32 billion there before it fell apart overnight. Well, this is no surprise from the left-leaning Looney Tunes, the liberal media networks, NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, all of them largely, well, that's putting it mildly, ignored the Twitter files on air with only MSNBC offering kind of a little bit of coverage of the company's internal documents in the past several days. While the files have dominated discussion on Twitter, a site known to facilitate discussions among members of the press, on-air coverage of the internal documents has been almost, well, silent, non-existent. Since Friday, networks have only discussed the Twitter files for a combined total of, you get this, 14 minutes. The term Twitter files has only been used six times on the air over the same span of time, according to a review. CNN gave it three minutes only on December the 9th. MSNBC spent two minutes on the story, as well as five minutes on December the 11th. The lefty loony Joe Scarborough, who used to be a conservative, staunch Republican, you look down, they're talking, of, of course, about Hunter Biden's laptop. They're in the middle of this Twitter thing that I swear, I swear, I've tried to read through a thousand times and figure out exactly what they're trying to prove in all of this, and if they're proving anything at all, what maybe that Twitter made decisions that they didn't like, that was MSNBC's Joe Scarborough. There's always an answer. I say this, you say that. 
Last night's newscasts are filled with discussions about Twitter, including criticisms of Elon Musk and the re-release of Twitter Blue. Oh, it's a it's a mess, and it's very deep in the state. But boy, they're kind of shield, 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 aren't they? It's the uh, well, it's the public relations department for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party talking about most major networks. And speaking of the Dema, the Democrats, the climate change cult, the anti-racism cult, make sure you got all these now, the cult of wokeness, the LGBT queer cult, and its predatory offspring targeting Americans' children, the transgender cult, all of it demonic, all of it against the Bible for the most part. How about the cult of abortion? How about the cult of COVID? The cult of globalism? The TikTok cult? Every month something else is added to right-thinking Americans, those people that have their heads on straight, attempting to make sense of a nation seemingly gone absolutely insane, it's becoming increasingly clear that the deranged, demonic, left-wing political and cultural movements currently capturing the mind of millions of Americans are nothing short of full-fledged cults, every one of them just mentioned. You need to listen to this again. Their profoundly negative effects are just inescapable. Repeated polls confirm that the climate change cult, with its hysterical indoctrination of America's school kids, has caused a staggering three out of four young people to fear the very future of their lives. So great is their concern that the world may soon come to an apocalyptic end. They're doing all kinds of crazy. Even many married couples say they will not bring any children into this cursed and short-lived world. And of course, much of the globe is freezing this winter because of the climate changes cult's mass suicidal war on fossil fuels. Never mind that 1,100 scientists and scholars recently signed a document, signed a document affirming there is no climate emergency. Let me repeat that. There is no climate emergency. Meanwhile, that wokeness cult intimidates millions of people into living in continual fear of saying, writing, or you can't even think the wrong thing. Because if you do, you could be shunned. You could be canceled. You could be ostracized from your own peer group. You could be fired from your job. Here, buy this 500-page book on the right things to say and do. That's how bad it is. A scenario reminiscent of what I read back in high school, the dreaded thought crime accusation in George Orwell's 1984. Do some of you remember that? The cult of abortion is compared by many to the ancient cult of Moloch. Recently was reading Jonathan Kahn and Billy Crone on this topic. What did they say? The uncanny similarity between modern-day abortions and the ubiquitous practice of child sacrifices in that pagan world of old. In the past, sacrificing children to demon gods like Moloch and Baal 
was justified by the belief that the gods, the satisfied, would then reward mom and dad with greater prosperity and a better life. Just hard to believe this is happening in America. That's precisely the argument given for legalized abortion today. They want to see murder of children go on and on. Well, we could spend hours talking about all of these cults, but you just need to be updated now and then and and brought into reality. There's so much fake, lying news out there from, well, you know all those sources. Where's my gun? And finally, who said that? Could be anybody. I don't want to end 2022 on bad terms with anyone. I really don't. So apologize to me. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. My mom always said, hey, work until your bank account looks like a phone number. Well, I did it. Available balance now. $9.11. Oh, that. Where's my Bible? I want to help those of you that are hurting and broken today. You don't want to miss this message right after another important message. Well, as you get older, it seems like everything hurts. I was coming up to the studio, up the steps today, and wondering if I could even walk or crawl up these steps. Oh, it's tough when you get older. That is a part of life, my friend. Yes, it is. Aren't you glad you're saved today? Hey, continue to pray for us. Pray for the books that we are writing. Pray for the special meetings we are having. Say again, we're not getting any younger, and boy, things just seem to slow down a bit. We want it to go well for the honor and the glory of Almighty God. Amen. And remember, this is the day the Lord hath made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Well, I want to talk to you about something important on my heart, on my mind, part of one of our new books. Why do some people, now ask yourself this, why do some people find God in a way that others do not? Have you thought about that? Because it is real. Why does God manifest his presence in some people and let multitudes of others struggle along in half-light of imperfect Christian experience? Maybe as many as 80% of the population, Christian population, struggling, imperfect. Of course, the will of God is the same for all people. Would you agree with that? He has no favorites within his household. All he's ever done for any of his children, he'll do for all of his children, including you and me. You know, the difference lies not with God. That's what Tozier said. The difference lies not with God, but with us. And maybe you're captured. Are you captured by Christ or Satan? Do you sing our church theme song frequently, Victory in Jesus? A couple of possibilities there. It can be an attitude of mine. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Woe is me. Or it could be a combination of both. Something to think about. What are you talking about, Greg? I think I might do this for two or three days. Talking about, again... As an example, being broken. Many times we talk about being hurt, we talk about being broken, and we believe this saying that time heals all wounds. We believe that a few comforting words, a little sympathy will make everything right, and we don't seem to understand when people don't bounce back as quickly as we think they should from whatever it is. Here's sometimes the way we think they should bounce back, uh, at least as fast as I think they should. 
We believe that time should have healed every hurt by now. But what we fail to understand is there's a big difference between being hurt in life and, and being broken. It's kind of like if you drop a cup, and I've had this happen, and uh, the handle comes off the coffee cup. I sometimes have been able to super glue that thing back on. You don't even know that it was broke. That's hurt. But if you drop the cup and it shatters in a thousand pieces and the shards go everywhere, you ain't never putting that thing back together again. And my friend, that's the way you would describe broken. You have some people in your life or in your church that are there today. And since we don't understand this hurt and broken thing, we, we cast judgment on people, don't we? We say things like, they just need to get saved, or they just need to let go, they just need to trust God. We do that in health. I was talking to a pastor friend today, trouble ain't trouble till it hits me. You know, we never really understand in life, I guess, maybe the difference between being hurt and being broken. In 2021, children here today are growing up in a society that has kind of pushed them aside. Would you agree with that? Has cast them off, has rejected them as being normal, acceptable, viable members of our social order today in the new America. They even classified some group there as Generation X. What does that mean? X is always the unknown. So I guess maybe what we're saying there in that particular group, and there'll be another group today and tomorrow, the unknown lies are out there. They are becoming what we see too much of in society today. I think these are the kids that are shooting people in the public school and in the malls and on the street corner. We have adults who have no direction in their lives. They are wandering aimlessly. They are confused. Satan is the author. They are perplexed by everything going on. Some have been mentally and physically and or sexually abused. They feel rejected, dejected, and certainly alone in the new America. They are hopelessly waiting to die. Suicide rate during the holiday season, Thanksgiving through Christmas, just skyrockets. People say, you know what? Everything will be over if what they have experienced to be life would just cease from being. Peace comes when they cease. That's really the plan. Isn't that crazy? Many people in society are captured. Uh, They're mentally captured, physically captured, spiritually captured. Although free from the human judicial system, not really locking them up in jail, they are regretfully imprisoned in a far crueler and ultimately eternal prison. It can end up in a place called hell forever and ever. Many people describe their life as being a, a hell on earth. Does any of this sound familiar? These people have been sentenced with a life sentence of emotional emasculation. That just means they've just lost all power of everything. They are depressed. Anxiety rules in their life. They have very low or maybe no self-esteem. There's phobias here, there, and everywhere. Some are on the new America's habitual death row of deadly narcotics and alcohol. It's deadly. Some of you are there, been there. You know what I'm talking about. There's a careless, unsafe, uninhibited sexual activity in the world today. Others have been placed in solitary confinement of physical pain and discomfort and diseases of all sorts. You there today? 
They're being held captive behind these seemingly impenetrable bars and inescapable walls of life, being made to believe that, is that all there is? Sunday morning in my church, I played a song. Peggy Lee, those of you that are older know the song. Is that all there is? Even in death, she sings, and taking her last breath, she will ask the question, is that all there is? The answer to that, of course, no, it is not. Something lies beyond, either heaven or hell. So, what about you? Through life, busted, disgusted, broken. That's what we're talking. You're just wondering. Lies are shattered. Dreams are no longer existent. Hope is gone. They're being battered by the angry sea of sin, tossed to and fro, bouncing from relationship to relationship, being drugged down through the gutters of degradation in a thing called life. Their self-respect has been broken. Their esteem has been broken. Their reputation is gone. And their innocence is gone. They are disappointedly unable to see that God has a far more excellent and abundant life for them based upon John 10.10. I want to encourage you today to believe God and not Satan. John 8.44, he is the author of lies, and he will fill your mind. If you let him give him ground, he will fill your mind with all of the stuff I've just talked about. You need to see that God's got something for you. You're struggling to break free, unable to come into freedom that is promised. Many people are like that way. And here's the key. They are unable to understand that the price of their freedom has already been paid on an old rugged cross, and they don't have to remain broken any longer. Their shattered lives can be put back together. They can have a life. They can have a life that is abundant according to God. All they have to do is come. Come and let Jesus Christ put those broken pieces back together again. He can do it. And it's just not for our youth in America, our teens in America today, but it's for adults, you today. My friend, would you do it? Would you come to him today, the author and the finisher of your faith, for salvation? If you've never been saved, ask God to forgive you today and get saved. If you are saved and all these things seem to be happening to you, good reading today would be Psalm 34 to 18. Read it at the end of the program. Read Psalm 51, 17. Certainly you ought to have memorized Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. That's a big part of our problem, isn't it? The Bible tells you how to do it. Be ye transformed by what? There it is, the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? You read your Bible, you pray, you serve, you fellowship with other believers, you get in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, learn all you can. Be the best you can be for Almighty God. Get the devil out of your life. These things, again, that haunt you, my friend. God is able. The question is, are you willing? What to do? When you've been broken, more on the next program. The Bible says, and you need to look to Scripture, you can get discouraged. This is the day, yep, the Lord hath made. We're to do what? We're to rejoice and be glad in it. Are you, my friend? And finally, one man said he went to an antique auction, and people were bidding on him. <laughs> 
<laughs> Overheard at the gift dropping section at the department store yesterday. That's a very nice iron, sir. Your wife is just going to love it. Now, while I wrap this, you might want to go over to the sporting goods department and pick out a helmet. Laugh <laughs> is a good medicine. It sure is. That's it, my friend. I've had my say for a Tuesday. Tell others about the broadcast, if you would. Again, we're praying for so many of you. Hundreds and hundreds on our Facebook page. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I think I love you. Until tomorrow, same time, same place. God bless you. Have a great one.